0: Hi everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. Really happy to have you. I want to talk today about starting a podcast as a way to grow your business, but also to express yourself creatively and have deeper conversations. So I'm going to get the promotion out of the way right from the start. I'm running a two-part workshop series starting June 22nd on starting a podcast for your business. It's $50, it's recorded, um, you'll get a checklist and it's two sessions of 90 minutes each where we're really going to cover everything that I've learned from six years of podcasting and yeah, sharing everything that you need to get started. There'll be space for questions to meet others and I think it'll be really great. I will link to that in the show notes and I'm recording this episode um, to kind of give you a little bit more food for thought to see if this is right for you if you want to join us or maybe you want to you know take a little bit more time to think about starting a podcast but want some input right now to start dreaming about it both of us is super welcome so where do we begin um if you are running a business or you want to start a business you know that you're offering something and you probably are going to need to build community around your work in some way right you need to get in front of people and that that can feel really abstract in the beginning um i really get that and i also see that it can often feel very kind of transactional or extractive where we think okay you know i have this thing to offer how can i get in as in front of as many people as possible offering it to them, and, um, and that will be it, right? But I think we're also seeing this real shift in ourselves and each other to move more towards thinking about how can I be of service? How can I be in community around my work in ways that are really mutually beneficial and honest and respectful? And for me, what has really worked well is to... Keep thinking about how can I answer people's questions, or how can I create something that is of, of value because people sincerely are asking for it or they really need it and sometimes obviously you might have something beautiful to offer that people don't even know to ask about yet that's totally fine as well, of course, but to give you a more specific example, when I was starting out seven years ago as a web designer. I had no idea what was what I was doing or how, I, how to find my first two clients. And I was often, almost every day actually, hanging out in Facebook groups where other small business owners were talking to each other. And very often they had questions about web design. Um, they were often trying to build their own WordPress site and they got stuck with which theme to use or how to fix the opt-in or which colors to choose. I just honestly spend a lot of time just answering these questions. Often I would write blog posts about them and say, Hey, you know, I've written about this. Here's the link. And many times people just said, Thank you. That's really kind. And sometimes people would say, uh, Thank you so much. And actually, can I hire you to do that? Because what you're saying makes sense to me, but I don't feel like doing that myself. I would just like to hire it out. And that's how I found my first few dozens of clients, I would say. Um, and I think that in a way, my podcasts are both an extension of that approach of, you know, creating this culture of generosity and trying to be helpful and and then it being a side effect that some people will say, hey, that sounds great. Also, I would like to work with you in a deeper way. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, the first question I think you need to ask yourself is if you enjoy expressing yourself in this way. So... In online marketing, whether you want to call it that or not, we also in the um, livelihood community like to call it pollination. Um, but, But there's there is an element of needing to find consistency, right? Because you want to be known for the kind of work that you do. So let's say you are a web designer, and you specialize in web design for small businesses, then when someone who's starting out is needing a business, you want them to think of you, or at least you want them to have a friend who thinks of you and says like, hey, I can recommend this person. But how do you become known in that way? Or how do you get a chance to tell your story um, without kind of treading water on social media, for example? I think consistency is a really important part of that. You need to find your niche, you need to define who you're talking to, who your audience ideally is, what you want to offer them, and then also think about how you can engage them um, in a way that is ongoing and consistent because it does take time, right? Um, Business building doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes I think when we try to make consistency happen, we can become a little bit perfectionist about that. That's definitely happened to me. So you might say, okay, I'm starting this newsletter. I'm going to send it every Friday. But after a few weeks, you just kind of run out of steam and you're really struggling to find something that you want to say each week. So that's an invitation to think about whether every week is really the right pace, whether maybe fortnightly or monthly is better. But it's also an invitation to think about where your perfectionism comes in, right? Like maybe you're forcing yourself to write a whole page and offer a lot of value every week and um, be a great storyteller. And maybe that's just a little bit too much to take on as you're starting out. And for me, as I was starting, I noticed that writing was really fun and I really enjoyed it, but I also kind of wanted to keep some of my creative writing energy to myself just for my own creative practice. And I noticed that I couldn't commit to a weekly newsletter. That would have really been too much and I would kind of set myself up for disappointment if I had committed to that. But I personally found it so much easier to pick up all these questions that I saw people around me ask and then hit record and make an audio podcast about that and upload that. And that's how I started both this podcast and my other one called Creative Nature. The other thing I really appreciate about podcasting is that as an introvert, you have this kind of structured way of inviting people into deeper conversations. It doesn't mean that you need to. necessarily invite guests onto your podcast I know some really beautiful solo shows that never have guests and I love them but if you are into the idea of interviewing people then that can be a really nice way to kind of overcome the awkwardness of reaching out to someone so I have found that um it was so beautiful to say to someone you know I love your work can I maybe talk to you for my podcast about it and that's you know if i hadn't had that excuse to invite them i would have maybe never gotten to know them in a in a deeper way and i always send questions ahead of time to my guests so they can have a think about it and i just really love that we get to spend you know maybe 45 60 minutes together really going deep into their story why they do what they do what ideas they have for the future what they would like to see more of and um, yeah, it's like a big aspect of my work that I really treasure so much. It feeds me and my creativity, and it is something beautiful that I can offer to other people for free as well. Um I also think that if you run a podcast, whether you know you only have solo shows or you are in conversation with other people, you get a chance to tell your own story in a much deeper way. And especially if you run a business that's very personal, where There needs to be a sense of trust established with people. For example, you're maybe a teacher, you run online classes, or you consult with people, or you coach or mentor. You are entering an intimate relationship with them in some way, right? And you probably want to help them make some changes. And that is something very personal that is built on trust. So having a podcast, I think, allows people a chance to hear your voice and see how you, you know, respond to the world and ideas that come up in a way that maybe is harder to communicate in a place like Instagram, where you just have uh, videos, visual text, Um, but it's kind of like a shorter, bite-sized format, whereas in a podcast, you can talk for an hour if you want. In my experience, the longer you go, you know, people might all not listen necessarily for more than an hour, but but if you want to, you can do it. And there will definitely be people who will be up for that. But even 20 minutes of talking into the mic can be so cathartic in a way. And it's really a chance, you know, to say a little bit more than you can elsewhere. Um, I also love the idea that I'm building this archive over time. So I've been podcasting for about six years now. The Creative Nature podcast is a little bit older than this one. And there's this archive now of like over 130 episodes that people who now come across my work can dive into and they can really trace kind of my development through time. They can hear from all these different guests. I know that when I come across someone that I feel really excited about, sometimes I will just like for a few weeks, really obsessively go into the archive and like listen to lots and lots of episodes and take them along my walks or listen when I'm tidying up or whatever. And, um, I really enjoyed that so much. It's an act of generosity and I love, um, archiving things and and having that to kind of dip into. You also own this content. So, um, you know, compared to social media where technically your account can always be shut down or, and the algorithm changes, you might lose visibility, a podcast is always there, and you do get quite a bit of traffic through organic searches. So obviously, you know, that really depends on what your theme is, and what people are currently searching for. But generally, I would say, and I know this to be true for myself, is that I will open the Apple iPod, um, the Apple podcast app, and just to search for different topics that I'm into. For example, when I trained as a death doula a few years ago I was just putting the words death doula into the search bar there and I listened to tons of episodes that came up and then followed a few new podcasts so there's this kind of way of working with keywords and thinking about how you're giving your episodes a title that means that people might well find you that way in a way that's pretty timeless um again depending on your topic um But generally, you know, when I was doing these searches and I was listening to podcast episodes that sometimes were years old. So um, the content I think that you create as part of a podcast has so much more longevity than content that you create on social media is what I'm trying to say. You can also add transcripts pretty easily. So there are now automated tools where you can upload an audio um, podcast episode and get it automatically transcribed. And then you can add that as to your website alongside the podcast episode as an option for people who prefer to read or for whom that's more accessible. Want to be transparent? That's something I really need to get on more. I've done that for about half my podcast episodes and I want to do the rest. Um, In addition to accessibility, there's also a benefit to SEO. So search engine optimization, the idea that we want to make sure that Google knows what you have to offer and sends people your way if they search for something that is relevant. That's really important, right? So having that transcript from your podcast episode there can be really beneficial in you um, getting more traffic that way as well. I want to touch also on what you need to start a podcast. So I would say you need a blurb where you're saying, you know, a little blurb about your podcast. This is what it is about. I want to write a new one for this podcast, actually. I think it's a bit dated, probably. And then you need a graphic uh, that comes up as people look at it. (laughs) You need a mic. Right now I'm recording this on the mic that I have inbuilt in my computer and a lot of the time that is good enough. Um, I'm just sitting on, be- on my bed, my dogs are sleeping, I didn't want to move over to my desk and it seems all right. Um, and then you need a podcast hosting platform. I I use Podbean for this and there's other options that you can research, but you will need some place that you can host your podcast on, and that also feeds the stream to other channels such as Spotify or iTunes um, or SoundCloud or wherever else you want to have your podcast. So this is an overview. I really hope this has given you kind of a little bit of food for thought to think about whether this would be right for you. A reminder again, next week on the 22nd, I'm starting the two-part workshop series. I'm really excited for it. It's $50. You'll get to keep the recording. You can come ask anything. I will share a nice presentation, go deeper into all these topics. And yeah, if, I think if you have been wanting to start a podcast or re-energize a podcast for a while, then hopefully this will be a great chance to make that happen. Okay, I'll see you there. Bye.